John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltickham. This is the High Game Podcast, John. The High Game Podcast is here for you. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to talk about guitars today? So many guitars. That's cool. Probably more than once a week I talk about guitars. Really? Yeah, it's pretty fun. What, like just like to yourself? You know, I find an audience wherever and chat about guitars. Hey, are you in beautiful West Seattle? I am in beautiful West Seattle, and I am again in the basement yep we haven't had any leaks this year in the basement and i'm hoping that stays that way because it's a bummer yeah but the rain is coming down the dark times are upon us yeah you know it's bad enough socially and politically and culturally but you know if you're in seattle you get to really feel it super into it john you know that i know all about it ed yeah just ask ed could be anything an idea (laughs) a notion a physical object (laughs) sure ed will say not dark enough Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gray, crappy weather. Love it. That reminds me, Ed. Yeah. Guess what I got in the mail? Uh, I got the world's blackest paint. Oh, isn't that stuff super expensive? It's a little expensive, but it's really amazing. Yeah, that's the thing that looks like you can reach into a void, right? Yeah. Go on YouTube and just type in black 3.0. Yeah. Even things painted black will absorb and reflect light at different frequencies. Right. Except the world's black is black. Doesn't some company have like a patent on it or something? Funny you should ask. (laughs) The first company to come up with this called it Vanta Black, and they hold a patent on it. Yeah. But there's this artist, Anish Kapoor, and he went ahead and licensed Vanta Black for his own exclusive use in fine art. So these other cats, called Culture Hustle, who are also artists in Britain, were like, fuck that guy. Right. Let's do a Kickstarter. Right. And we'll make our own Blackest Black. Right. So they did that, and now buying the paint is considered an agreement that 
the black paint you buy from them will not fall into the hands of Anish Kapoor. (laughs) (laughs) For sale to anyone except Anish Kapoor. That's funny. (laughs) Paint war. Hell yeah. Beverages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a lovely tea today, John. That's it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just green tea. A nice hot green tea. Yeah. I already did my coffee. And you know what I'm doing? What? I'm just getting the actual beverage talk out of the way. Oh, so we won't forget. Exactly. I'm trying to front load the beverage talk. Okay, then. Well, I have an ideal protein strawberry banana shake. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Is that like one of those, you know, plastic bottle? Yeah. Plastic bottle shake well. And of course I have uh, water and black coffee. Great. I think that Chris Cornell was one of the greatest rock singers, maybe of all time. I think so too. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Reason I played that song yeah. is because Kim Thale, the guitarist for Soundgarden, of course, mm-hmm. plays... The Guild S100. So you can only imagine what I'm holding in my hand, Ed. Uh, Guild S100? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, this thing is very special, Ed. Special, Ed. But unfortunately, we need to get a little uh, current events out of the way. Okay, let's do it. We lost one of the greats this week, Ed. We did. We did. We've talked about Eddie Van Halen, of course, in the past. Yes. And I wasn't really a huge Van Halen fan from back in the day. But a thing that bummed me out a lot this week was how bummed out so many people I really like were. Yeah. So many people on social media just talked about how they got into guitar because of him. Friends of ours posting these little testimonial sort of things about how much he meant to them. Yeah. I feel terrible about that. It's possible to be influential in a genre and be known for something that way. But when you can transcend the genre and be so formative for people, that really says something. Totally. R.I.P. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. Way back in May of 2019. The olden times. Episode 53. We talked about an Eddie Van Halen 78 eruption relic guitar with our good friend and power visitor, Ken, (laughs) in Wisconsin. For that, I decided to see if I couldn't get my dumb fingers to learn a little Van Halen and surprise everybody. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. John is actually playing that. What are you doing, John? John! Oh. <laughs> John! Oh, go, man. Go. Go. 
You're taking me to church. Oh, my God. What are you doing? I just weedly weedlied. I've never seen anything like that I from just, John before. I just erupted. I'm not there with you, but I got to ask, did he make the appropriate guitar face while doing that? His nose was like two inches from the fretboard. <laughs> His eyes had a very panicked look as he was doing it. So, Man, can you still do it? No, no, I cannot. I have this little group that I meet up with every Friday. Uh-huh. It's Fat Licks Friday with just some friends of mine, and we do this little <laughs> video chat thing and play whatever Fat Licks we've been working on. Uh-huh. And there was a whole lot of Eddie Van Halen this week. Back to that thing of people I do not associate with, like, being shredders, just ripping out these Eddie Van Halen licks. How, how can you do that? That's crazy. You know, one thing that makes me wistful, not only about Eddie Van Halen and that episode and all of that, Ed. Yeah. That was recorded pre-COVID, so we were actually in the same studio. I know. We are social distance recording. You know, we're only like, I don't know, 500 yards away from each other. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. In another bit of current events, I think by the time this episode airs, our esteemed viewers that have chosen to support us on Patreon will have gotten a little bit of swag in the mail. I hope you guys all enjoy that. The thing they're getting, I still don't have one because I just haven't dared venture north to the high gain north. Yeah, we might need to just mask up and do a transfer. Yep. Pretty good current events, John. Very depressing start to the show. Chris Cornell and Eddie Van Halen. Do you think we need the briefest of recaps about Guild? Sure. I think that would be real nice. I don't think I remember any of the Guild names. You're going to say them and I'm going to go, oh, right, right, right. In 1952, our man Alfred Drange, remember him? Yes. Rhymes with orange. I love it. I'm back. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. That's all I needed, actually. You'll remember Alfred Drange dies in 1972 in an airplane crash? Oh, not the airplane crash commuting to work. Yes. It is that guy. Yeah. Northeast in Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He founds Guild. Guild, we've said this before, has the distinction of having made high quality instruments for its entire history, regardless of the multiple upheavals it has suffered. And that's kind of rare for a company to like have to up and move or get sold to another company or whatever happens and maintain the same kind of quality that they originally become known for. But Guild has pulled it off. So in 52, when he starts a factory, it's in Manhattan. Right. Most of the workers he got were laid off people from Philadelphia who were working for Epiphone. You know, 1952 style, they say, we're going on strike. And Epiphone says, all right, fine, you're fired. Yeah, fuck you, workers of the world. Yeah, so, all right, well, let's go to New York City and work for Guild. And so that's what they did. I love it. Yeah, and they do fine, and they need to expand by 56. They move across the river there to Hoboken, New Jersey. Bunch of Jersey boys. You know, every time we mention Hoboken, I've tended to hit you with some sort of uh, obscure... Hoboken-related fact. Sure. This time, I decided to see, well, what's up in Hoboken right now, the today times? Sure. 
So I found a news item from just this month, a couple weeks ago. Okay. It turns out the plot of land that is the site of Frank Sinatra's birthplace. Okay. In Hoboken. Yeah. They have finished building five stories worth of condominiums. Okay. You know, you give your condominium building a name. Yeah. This building in Hoboken is called Frank's Place. Oh, that's nice. You want to buy a condo in Frank's Place? There you go. That sounds lovely. Yeah. I like to take every opportunity that Frank Sinatra comes up to remind people that he used to bang Nancy Reagan. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Well-established fact that Frank was banging Nancy. Frank? Yeah. Was banging Nancy. Yes. Who was married to Ron? Don't ding it. Don't, don't, don't bother. Oh, too late. The worst. <laughs> so that's Hoboken. Okay. Then in 1966, they get bought by a company called Avnet. Yes, I remember this as well. Yeah, they get moved again. Okay. To Westerly, Rhode Island. Yeah. During their tenure in Rhode Island, mid-90s, they get sold again <laughs> to Fender. Philly. Manhattan, Hoboken, Rhode Island. And now I have a feeling we're all getting on a plane and we're going to Fender, California. Yeah, I think so. In 2001, they shut down Rhode Island and move everything to Corona, California. Fender, California. Now you're in Fender, California. Until 2004, when Fender acquires the Tacoma Guitar Company. Right. Which, as you might guess, is in Tacoma, Washington. I know about that place. Yeah. So they decide to do a couple of things. One, they're going to cease production of all electric guitars and just become acoustic guitars only. And since they will be acoustic guitars only, let's put them down there in Tacoma, Washington with the other acoustic guitars that the Tacoma Guitar Company is making. Sure. So for a little while, Guild was in Tacoma. I think that's very cool. Until they weren't. Oh. Because then Fender buys another company, Command Music Corporation. Remember them? They are Ovation. Yeah. Helicopter tech. Exactly. Big helicopter. Right. <laughs> right. They're in bed with big helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're in Connecticut. Ugh. Now they're going to move this shit all the way back to Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Pack it up. Yeah. How many moves is this? Let's see. Uh, Philly, Manhattan, Hoboken, Rhode Island, California, Tacoma, Connecticut, that's seven so far. Jesus. Fender closes the Connecticut facility. They sell Guild again. Mm-hmm. Guild gets a buyer in a company called the Cordoba Music Group. They are in Santa Monica, California. Lovely. Back to California. <laughs> Great. And that's where they are to this day. In Santa Monica? More specifically, the facility is in Oxnard, my guess would be the people in Santa Monica do not like you calling Oxnard Santa Monica. That would be a guess. As I read it, the Cordoba Music Group itself is in Santa Monica, and maybe the factory is in Oxnard. The dudes making the guitars, they're off in the sticks. Yeah, one of those deals. And there you go. That's kind of what Guild's been up to. Sure. We should check out that sweet Guild Santa Monica action. I'd work for Guild in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got to move to Santa Monica. Bummer. Yeah. I got to do cool guitar shit in Southern California on the beach. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Hit us up, Guild. Let us know what you want us to do. We're ready to pack up. 
Okay, this is a guild S100. S100. Does the S stand for anything? Solid? Oh, sure. I believe. Okay. Guild did not, in fact, start making solid body guitars until 1965. Okay. Before then, it was all, you know, your fatty jazz boxes. Yeah. What I don't have is any kind of big fatty jazz guitar, and I, I kind of think I need one. Yeah. I've been sitting with a big book of chords and just learning all the weird-ass ninths and thirteenths and... Half diminished, minor seven, flat five? Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. I'm not really into the jazz music so much. It's not really my thing. Well, what if I use that minor seven flat five to get all funky on you? Yeah. Also, not really my thing. (laughs) All right. When Guild starts making solid body guitars, they start with three of these S models. Sure. The budget was the S50. Mm Mm-hmm. The mid was the S100, and the top of the line was the S200. It's all about uh, materials and appointments. Okay. The S50 only had one pickup even, and they were a weird asymmetrical body. The S200 had the kickstand in it. Yep. A kickstand built into the back of the guitar. You fold out this piece of metal, and, and the thing rests on two feet at the bottom of the body. Totally. And so it forms what's supposed to be a tripod. I don't think that's a very good idea at all. (laughs) We did that guitar. We did the Polaro with the kickstand. We did. And it just, oh God, it seems like a terrible idea. Everything about it, it seems so easy to knock over and just snap a headstock. If I ever bought one of those, I would probably just duct tape shut the kickstand so nobody would use it. Yeah. Maybe because of that, I have no idea. By 1970, they abandoned that odd shape, and they kind of consolidated the line and simplified the shape. So the S50, that budget line, they got rid of that altogether. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the S200. So the only thing left is the midline S100 that I'm holding here, and they changed the shape from that funky shit to more of an SG shape. But it's an offset Imagine an offset SG. Love it. That's kind of cool. And here's what they did with it. They made their own pickups called HB1s, probably humbucker ones. And they are highly sought after. Hard to find and very expensive. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Eventually, they would switch to Seymour Duncan pickups. But these first HB1s, really cool. Yeah. Kind of a warm sound, right? Love it. Let's go to the neck pickup. Sounds a lot fuller, don't you think? Love it. Let's go to the bridge. You got the tone rolled back a little bit? No, tone in the middle. You want me to just go full bridge on that bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Want to hear something else interesting? As long as I'm back there going bridgey. Yeah. There's a little switch on here. Uh, It's a phase switch. Sure. I'm going to put everything back in the middle and then demonstrate that phase switch for you. Yeah. I think I like it. Oh, of course. Of course you do, John. 
when I played the stuff in the beginning, I had our 1981 Inventions DRV pedal. Oh. And then I put just a slight amount of Death by Audio fuzz war on it. <laughs> Here's what I noticed. I got the fat sound. But if you throw those pickups out of phase. Yeah. It's just perfect. Big block inlays on this guy? Big block inlays on this thing. Ivoroid binding on the neck. Okay. Chesterfield headstock logo. Standard guild thing. This one is an S100 Deluxe head. Okay. As denoted by the stock Bigsby. Oh, that's cool. At the base of it, where it normally says Bigsby, it says Guild. Oh, really? Yeah, some people call it a Guildsby. Don't know if I've seen one of those. That seems very cool. Yeah, and the thing I always like to do when I get a hold of any trim arm, because I'm always a little suspicious of them, is I like to yoink on them and see what they can take. And if it goes out of tune too easily, I'm not interested. Sounds pretty good. Stays in tune. That was like a deluxe option? Yeah, otherwise it would be a hardtail. The tailpiece would be diagonal. Yeah, it's almost like brutalist style, like just a block of diagonal metal. Yeah. What do you got there? This head is a Catalan bred Bell Epic tape delay. That sounds really good. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, I like it a lot. I kind of know about it. It's a pretty minimal pedal, right? Echo sustain. Oh, okay. Modulation. Oh, okay. Recording level, like recording head level. Yep. Mix and echo delay. So there's no setting the number of repeats. Let's see. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of nice, huh? I like it. Give me a little of that Catalan bread with uh, no overdrive. Just clean. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a nice pedal. They're out of Portland, friends to the south. Yeah, tape delay. You know, it does what a tape delay is supposed to do. Delays like tape. <laughs> Good job. So that's how this thing sounds, Ed. Yeah. What do you think? Yours is cherry, correct? This is cherry, yes. Okay. It has the two HB1 pickups. It has the Guild-branded Bigsby phase switch. Cool headstock. It's a set neck. Yep. It joins the body at the 22nd fret. Okay. That sounds great. Put on a little delay. Give me some tinkle. Yeah, just me ambienting out. That was the Bell Epoch 
and the Walrus Audio Lillian and the Old Blood Noise Endeavors Visitor. This guitar seems to hold up to different kind of playing styles and different kind of textural things you can throw on it. It doesn't get super mushy when you bring the dirt. Mm-hmm. I really like the way this thing feels, Ed. Does the S100, did they have it in black? Yes. Uh, I should say that post-ceasing production of all electric guitars, Guild has since picked that back up. So you can actually get a new S100. Oh, hell yeah. Did anyone else play that thing? Maybe Kim Thale was the most visible proponent of this particular guitar. Carrie Brownstein of Sleater Kenny. Cool. Tim Kinsella of Joan of Arc. Also cool. Stephen Malcolmus. Ooh. Yep. Well, that brings us to the end of this, Ed. All right, John. And viewers, if you want some of the cool stuff that our Patreon subscribers are about to receive in the mail from time to time, little surprises, go to patreon.com slash lahighgain. Maybe sign up. I don't know. Maybe do that. You know, whatever. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Do your thing. You do you. We want you to do your thing. We're on Facebook, too. Instagram, Twitter. Still have not set up that Etsy account, Ed. You could probably pin your Etsy items. Right. And then we could figure out a way to get them up on LinkedIn. The best. Yeah. All right, John. Have a good week. Yeah, you too, Ed. What do you say we do this again next week? I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.